They say that Rome wasn't built in a day. That's true. Any great journey starts with a single step. And any number of metaphors and other sorts of wise sayings over the years, that's true. If you just get started, you can accomplish great things over time. Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky, and uh, thank you for joining me, but I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you in that this is not a major philosophical question. Uh, this is actually more of a, um, wow, can your day disappear when you try to fit all of those little bricks of things you want to get done? Those two minutes here... Two minutes there, five minutes there, one road leading to Rome, one step on the grand journey of a world trip, or whatever. I am referring to, of course, if you haven't figured it out, no, because I know it isn't it so blatantly obvious that I'm obviously talking about studying Chinese in between meetings at work. I am talking, if I take my book and... I just started these new classes on Sundays, so it's a new textbook. I'm looking at this thing, and since it is a step up in uh, vocabulary so far, the amazing thing is that I am still able to read quite a bit of it. Now, of course, there are characters and words I don't know, but that's all part and parcel of the learning process and stepping up to that level, to this level of Chinese ability. Again, I'm working towards the HSK-5 test within the next couple of months. We're talking February or March of next year. I want this thing done, <laughs> okay? been working on it for over a year. I, I just want to get over this thing already. A big part of it's grammar, a big part of it's vocabulary, and a lot of it's being able to read very quickly. And so in order to do that, again, vocabulary and lots of practice, uh, both sight reading and prepared reading. So to get back to how... This all sort of relates to one step of a, in a thousand mile journey and roads leading to Rome and blah, 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 blah. If you spend, I spend two or three minutes looking at a Chinese sentence, how much do you think you can actually get done? If you're reading something within your abilities, you can actually progress pretty quickly. If you're reading outside of your abilities, you slow down substantially and you might even get discouraged. I also noticed recently, one of the things I've been doing is I've been pushing off breakfast. And that seems to have helped me focus just a little bit more, keeps me a little bit more sharp in the morning. I don't know why. I do drink coffee and water up until about 9.30 or 10. And I'm not prescribing this to anybody. I'm not suggesting anyone else do this, but I've just noticed that I'm able to get my Chinese studies done without thinking or without having food in my system. I don't know why scientists, doctors, nutrition experts, you can tell me why, but so far that seems to be the case. Now, this might change. I don't know. But with this, if I'm able to push off breakfast, I can actually still do quite a bit of Chinese in the morning in between client meetings at work. Why would I be trying to do so much Chinese at once? Well, if I'm able to pick off one sentence every two or three minutes, by the end of the day, 
I will have had another 15 sentences done, which, you know, one sentence doesn't sound like a big deal. Two sentences doesn't sound like a big deal. But 15? Now all of a sudden, you've just done your homework. I was timing myself the other day on my homework, and it took me half an hour to do three blocks. I understand there is a certain uh, vote or benefit to uh, bunching or batching your homework. So instead of doing it one or two minutes at a time, just sitting down for half an hour at the end of the day and just focusing on that. But sometimes it's not possible. Chinese, the language, and I think especially, I, I don't know if it's true for other languages. I, I think it is, but there's a point where you're able to function within the language enough that you can take it apart piece by piece and work on it uh, in an isolated manner such as that. But then this this whole approach to my studying of Chinese, uh, in comparison to how I studied other languages, notably Latin in university, Latin, ancient Greek, uh, and how I also tried to learn some other languages along the way over the last couple of years or so, it's got me thinking about, and this is sort of like a, a bit of a tangent here, but related because it's still within the language sphere, what if I lost my job tomorrow? For any number of reasons. Would I be able to, how quickly would I be able to bounce back and possibly set up something, my own business, my own work, that would pay for something, pay for you know daily necessities and a bit more, hopefully? Would I be able to do it? How would I be able to do it? The, the most natural sort of response, the first response would be, well, go teach English, right? Like, go do it. But with the pandemic still raging on um, and the uh, increased scrutiny and crackdown on private tutoring here in China, it's not as easy as an option as it was years before. Now, there are, of course, there are ways around it, but... I mean, I'm not looking to bend or break any rules here. Instead, what I'm looking to do is like, if, if things were to fall apart, what do I have in place or what could I put in place that would ensure me against any sort of major fallout? So this gets me thinking a little bit about how piece by piece you can construct a business, construct a job for yourself over time and then you know call on it once you need it i'm not saying steal from the company no 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 don't get me wrong here i'm saying because let's put it this way a company that has employed you is employing you to do an idea that someone had somewhere before if you if you were just taking that idea i mean you're you're a copycat okay now that's one way to, to, to do business. There's lots of that. I mean, oh, there's lots of copycatting going on. But if you don't, if you're just, if you're doing the job because it's a job, it's something you're able to do, but maybe you have other ideas and this is where your innovation comes and this is where creativity uh, gets kicked into overdrive. How do you execute on those ideas that you have? Those creative, you know, if I, if this was me, if I was the boss, this is how I would do it. And then when you go do it, does it work? Can you get it to work? Are you able to actually put into place any and all of the criticisms that you may either level at your job or 
level at yourself because, you know, oh, I have this experience, I know this and that and another thing, but is it worth anything? Is anyone willing to pay you for it? Is anyone willing to listen to what you have to say? Almost like this podcast. (laughs) Almost like this. Good thing it's free, right? But looking at that, and and this this gets me thinking that the, the natural, uh, I guess, first response again would be going to teaching English. Now, if I'm not able to find a teaching job right away, either in China or somewhere else, could I go online? And if I did go online, what would I do? Now, do I really want to teach English? I can tell you that I do not want to sit there and guide someone through the the details of the English grammar structure. It's not my forte. Uh, I've studied it very superficially, um, not in in as much depth as many of uh, the the secondary uh, English ESL learners themselves. But the re one of the reasons for that is I, I can tell you this in relation to learning Chinese because in learning Chinese the way that the, the the language is broken down to teach it in bit by bit grammatical structures is what ESL students have to do to, in order to make sense of it uh, in their in their own studies so whereas we like to cr- uh, create more especially as ESL teachers uh, or language teachers, English teachers, we, we create sort of communicative classes and teaching by communication, not just reading, not just reciting uh, grammar tables and things like that, but putting that all together and then drawing out any sort of major grammar points or lessons to, to be found, it does take a, a special type of teacher. And you, you can't be too, you know... Uh, specific on your grammar sometimes and by specific i mean you can't be too um focused on grammar you have to let the language breathe a little bit which one of my criticisms of the chinese language as a language learner is that it doesn't allow you to breathe whereas english almost allows you too much breath to say what you whatever you want to say it's a very flexible language in that regard because the grammar i mean it's been cobbled together over centuries and it's, it's free forming and still moving but as an English teacher, how do you monetize that? How do you make it so, well, I know English, I can teach English, I, I am creative, I have an idea. How do you put that all together and make something that is usable by someone else? So those are some of the thoughts I was having today while at work and trying to fit in my two or three minutes of Chinese studies. Um I think it is actually possible. Um, I think, uh, to be honest, if I did lose my job tomorrow or today or whatever, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I'm not, and I'm not trying to jinx anything. I'm not saying that uh, I'm not in, in indicating or insinuating anything. Hypothetical situation that I think a lot of people, myself included, benefit from in thinking of that, that fear, that paranoia, you know, so the productive paranoia idea where you are preparing for Maybe not the worst case, but a singular case of what could go wrong. What, what? How can this fuck up? Basically, <laughs> that's how I approach a lot of things. I'm not gonna lie. How, how, how will this fuck up? And how do we minimize those fuck ups from happening? That's, it's an idea that I know 
some people might be offended, like, well, you shouldn't think negatively. It's not negativity. It's a reality. It's like things can go wrong and things hardly ever go the way that you think they're going to. You got to be prepared. You gotta be, that's where your resilience comes in, your flexibility. At least that's what I've learned over the time. Teaching English online. By the time I get there, will I be too late? Because I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to teach English right now when I'm working full time as it is. Uh, I mean, to spend my non-work time working even more, uh, I'm not sure it would be a benefit to anyone, to tell you the truth. So how do I make it more interesting? How would I make teaching English more interesting for myself going forward? And how, in, in turn, if I'm interested in it, Will I be would I, will I be able to communicate to convey that interest in the language or the topic or the simple uh, subject matter of the language to keep on furthering knowledge in the language language acquisition in the English language? That's one way that I guess textbooks are created. I, at least I hope they are. I'm not too sure to tell you the truth. One pleasant surprise for the day is that a new Starbucks is opening near our office building. As a matter of fact, inside of our office building. It's fantastic. They left at uh, halfway through the pandemic. And I think the, the major reason for the departure of that Starbucks branch was uh, not just because of the lack of business, but because the ownership of the building itself was going to turn over or the, some of the contracts for the big clients in the building were going to change and that the uh, the focus of the building management was going to turn in one direction and Starbucks is like, it's not our clientele, <laughs> so we're going to leave. Uh, rumor had it that it was going to be uh, like, a, is it an old folks home or a retirement home? I guess you'd call it a retirement home, uh, basically, uh, to help service the aging population of uh, some of uh, the population in Beijing. That idea has fallen through, at least so far as I know. And now Starbucks is coming back. So it's fantastic. It's great. Now, this helps only because I don't have to stop off uh, on the Starbucks on the way. That being the case, I have also started bringing my own Starbucks, or sorry, my own coffee to uh, the office as well in order to save myself 10, 15 minutes on the, in the morning. Pleasant surprise. It's been a productive day. I hope you guys are doing well over there, uh, wherever you're located, be it Beijing, uh, be it uh, Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar, Yekaterinburg in Russia, Moscow, Kiev, Lviv, uh, Gdansk, Poland. You guys came up recently, a movie between uh, the relationship of Poland and Ukraine uh, during World War II. Or during World War One or World War Two, I can't remember which. One. I haven't seen it yet, so I have yet to see it. I will report back to you on this one. London, New York, Winnipeg, Vancouver. How you guys doing? Hope you guys are doing well. Have a great week. It's only Wednesday, uh, and ending here in Beijing, getting ready for Thursday. Another couple of days of work here, and then uh, yeah, Chinese class. <laughs> All right, uh, have a good one. Show notes on stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.